Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself, Pete, and uh, got Dixon with us as well, doing another three-game series. And this week, we are talking about the story keyword with Lin Lee, and then those dirty journalists with Nelly. So these were. This is actually an interesting series because I think Dixon and I had interesting ideas coming into like what we thought about these keywords. Like me, I was. I, I have never been a fan of Nelly, so I was pretty negative going into this. And then Dixon, I don't think you were overly impressed with Red nope. Library Story. Nope. I was like, so, can we please be done? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I think that when we get talking about the games, you'll acknowledge that there there is, and I'll do the same thing, obviously, yeah. with Nelly. Like, there's good stuff, but I think when it came down to this series, a mm. lot of it came to play style, where I just feel like both these keywords aren't great for your play style and my play style correct because like were they good absolutely i mean i did things that were heinous when i was playing with red library so red library is good yeah. but was i having fun hell no <laughs> yep but before we get into things make sure that you guys are supporting us you can do that by checking out our content on twitter the youtube channel is getting at least one bat rep a week from our uh, three game series games. We we did recognize we were playing a lot of guard the stash games though, so we are trying to mix those up so people aren't just seeing guard the stash all the time. Yep. Uh, so that'll be that'll start getting switched up with future games. Yep. Uh, and I'm starting to also and get games versus other people as well. So you might start seeing some games against uh, non podcast people that don't yep. mind being recorded. Uh, you can also, if you want, you can support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us directly for as little as a dollar. And you'll get cool access to these live recordings. We have three open spots where three patrons can come in and watch us while we live record. Uh, they also get content early. I think the podcast we recorded on Friday with, or it would have been obviously the week before this, but we recorded the episode on Friday and we are releasing that episode a little early. I'll probably release it tomorrow. And the patrons are going to get it like two or three days before everybody else. So um, sometimes it's only like six, eight hours, but other times I try to do it early. Uh, so patrons get access to that. And then finally, if you don't want a subscription, you can always just support us by our affiliation link with Weird. You can type in, give us your money, please, thank you, dash, weird.com slash rage quit wire and that'll basically send a little money our way from whatever percentage uh you you spend with weird so we appreciate anything that you can send our way to help us keep the lights on and show your appreciation to us we appreciate you and something else lastly that i'm doing that's pretty cool is when we do those bat reps and three game series 
I am putting those affiliate affiliation links down at the bottom, but they're actually direct links to a lot of the boxes we used. So if you want to pick up a title box or if you want to pick up uh, a different type of box that we used, that's really good. Then you can go ahead and uh, just click on that link directly and it'll, it'll send you to it. So appreciate y'all. And we're going to wait on Dixon to come back in. So I assume he's working through some issues with it. But before Dixon comes back on, I do want to just say that uh, to no surprise to anybody, Pete is probably going to hop back to a faction that he loves with the Bayou. So I, I started seeing a bunch of these Uncle Bog models in the wild. And I started looking at the new tugboat for the title for Angler. And I'm looking at the Hermits and I'm looking at, uh, you know, Cervantes and all these other cool models. And I do like the idea of tall. And obviously I do like a lot of these guild keywords, but man, some of these new toys with some of the masters I love and buy you just seem pretty wacky and fun. So I'm really excited to try some of this stuff out, especially uncle bog. That model looks filthy. So once, once I, uh, I'm done moving. I'm definitely going to pick up Uncle Bog and a bunch of that angler stuff and probably start playing a bunch of Bayou again, which will be fun because we haven't had a ton of Bayou uh, Vassal games. So it'll be nice to have some of that on the uh, on the podcast as well. Exactly. I can definitely see myself taking Bog out of keyword a lot, too. I was actually just uh, I forget who was I mean, it was maybe text texting Nick Westbrook. Um, and I was just like, dude, can you imagine bog in like a maw tucket crew just doing off the path onto maw sculpting your hand as you off the path somebody probably maw and then just maw going in with a filtered hand to just smack the crap out of you with a wooden spoon like that would be amazing also because of some of this dirty uh, madness of malifo stuff also looking back at zoraida again i know she's not technically by you because i hate her but I think in a world where there's like so much laugh off and so much uh, just powerful stuff, I feel like I, I can justify playing Zoraida now because she doesn't seem as dirty as some of this madness crap. So, and I actually like the title version of Zoraida. I think she's really cool. Also has off the path, which is nice. And plus a stat seven uh, first mate, you can, I mean, that's just amazing. So... Definitely interested in the Swamp Fiends. Plus, those models for Swamp Fiends are really cool. Uh, so it, I kind of have also some hobby incentive to keep things, kind of bring that Swamp Fiend keyword into light for uh, for Bayou. I'm pretty interested to see how to make a Zoraida list in Bayou work, too. I know she can get pretty nasty in Neverborn, but Bayou, you can put a couple of cheeky little tricks in there that are that are always fun. Going back home to the bayou, it, it's it's never failing. I talk to people about this all the time. Uh, that's literally this this shirt I'm wearing is Bayou Fever, and I do think it when you decide that you like playing Bayou, it is a fever and a sickness. Like you will inevitably come back to playing Bayou. Just the keywords are just so much fun, and you can do so much janky things with them that it, there's <laughs> there's just no reason not to. I actually, I, I need to reach out to a couple of people. I think there's going to be an episode soon where we talk about Whizbang uh, because I feel like Whizbang has some neat tricks that they now can take advantage of. So 
I, th- I think I'm going to reach out to a couple of my whiz bangers and uh, see what we got. You're super high on whiz bang right now, or you're super high on Bayou in general. Yeah. I think whiz bang is being underplayed right now. I think they actually probably can do some things and I'm going to test that out probably in one of our three game series coming up. Yeah. And I haven't even tried the title out for, for whiz bang. So I think I might like the title better than the original, but we'll see. It seems like it's more uh, splashy, but I don't see any reason why in a whiz bang list, you don't just bring two swine cursed and uh, Alphonse and then just build whatever else you want from there. Probably go out of keyword, honestly, maybe, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you bring the two swine cursed and you bring the, bring Alphonse, you can stack a crap ton of glowy just on those models, whether it's through Bo Peep or a pig of some sorts, uh, and then just go to town. Yeah. Cause I th- you can ping for suits with, uh, with the title version for Wong. All right. I'm in and I can hear you. Hey, I can hear you too. Yeah. This is weird. Uh, I, I don't get it. All right. I'm good again though. Good. All right. That's good. All right, so yeah, that's fine. I filled in the space by telling people I was going back to Bayou. That's awesome. That's awesome. Also, Jesse, you're not wrong. Red Library is good mechanically. It's just not in our play styles. We were just, we were a little bit upset. <laughs> I was a little bit. I was a- yeah, and so getting into the series, we, I think this was, I, I think this was the last master that we did from Madness of Malibu. I think we've done all the masters besides that. No, not Damien, but Damien's Cancer, and I don't want to play with it or against it. We're probably not going to do Damien, uh, just we, because I also I also assume he's going to be nerfed soon, so why play him? Technic- exactly. Technically, I think we've done Damien, just if you put all the time we've spent together bitching about him. So, yeah, we've had we've had podcast episodes, but we're not like I don't I don't think there's I don't think a three game series just to talk about and bitch about him is going to be any good. So yeah, exactly. It's like well, look, this uh, brick wall is made of bricks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but besides him, we've done every master, which is why we did this one because we didn't do Lin Lee yet, and Dix and I and I were also kind of like, uh, I mean. This does things we don't know what things, so let's yeah. play, let's play it. Right? Like I, I had played against it, and I was like, yeah, "It's fine." But I figured it's like, well, maybe if I play with it, maybe there's you know something else that I'm not seeing. It's like, no, it's it's fine. Yeah, and going through guild, I kind of wanted to go through the full roster of. It was either this or Lucius, and I just don't think Lucius is worth playing in guild. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> and, and that's that's being nice. I mean, I think if you bring Lucius two as a second master, there's something for that. Yeah, yeah. But the keyword itself, I, it's like the keyword is good out of keyword. <laughs> like guild lawyers are good, but not great with Lucius and what his crew does. Basically, it's almost like if you just bring Lucius and his crew, you're just kind of drawing cards and doing obeys out of activation and. It's fine, but are you going to win the game that way? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, that entire, both those keywords, uh, Mimic and uh, Elite, they, they just need to be rebalanced again. Because, like, honestly, they, they're they just not worth their points. And even Lucius, yeah. too. Lucius, too, although he is good, he does nothing for the keyword, really, other than the scheme marker thing. You yeah. know, that gives him, like, um, I think it's a, a, a suit. That's it. That's it. And honestly, I don't, I don't think that's enough. So... I decided to go with Nelly because I have bias and prejudice against her and don't I generally haven't liked her because I'm just like I think 
I think if you like the Newsies musical, you probably like this keyword. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, if you like that kind of vibe, like the 1920s, like extra, extra, you know, all yep. that crap. Like, yep. you probably do like Nelly, and that's fine. She's just not my vibe. So, I but I wanted to give her a fair shake. I want to be like, okay, I've never, pl- I've never sat down and tried to play her, so let's do it. Yep. So, the first game that we played was Standard Guard the Stash, which, once again, we'll start switching up game one because that's usually the one we record. Um, and and I think it's actually more interesting for you and I to record game one of these series because if it's a, if it's a keyword we're not used to, it kind of – you'll see throughout the game we'll start to discover how the things work and start to make better plays. Huh. So I think that's actually a lot of times more interesting for people to watch. Yeah, I thought it was the third game was the best one to record. I did not realize that you liked the first one. I mean, it's a choice, and you are the editor. I, I did. The the third one, we'll get to the third one. I mean, personally, I thought the first one displayed what we both kind of, I, I think it fairly displayed kind of like, if you bring a decent list for the, these crews, right. this is kind of how it'll play out. Game three, we kind of had a gentleman's agreement that we'll get to later. Oh, yeah. In, oh, yeah. in this one, we did uh, standard guard the stash uh, as the strap. We did catch and release, spread them out, public demonstration, vendetta, and leave your mark. Mm-hmm. So this one was interesting because I actually picked spread them out and leave your mark because I thought, oh, this is kind of a scheming crew. I'm going to have the ability to do a bunch of scheming. Right. I And we'll see how that played out. But I, you also took spread them out. And I think you actually took spread them out and leave your mark as well. No, no, I have vendetta. I have it right in front of me. Oh yeah. yeah, you did. You did take Vendetta. Yep, yep. And I only got the one point, which was weird. <laughs> I got the, yeah. the second. Who is your Vendetta choice? Well, let me Fiona get through. Fiona Gage. Okay, so Fiona and I guess that was Fuhatsu was your. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you ended up taking uh, Lin Lee, storyteller, mm-hmm. with the Jade Rabbit, of course. You took the store of Tan Guan, the story of Rei Jin, the story of Sun Wukong, Mia. Fuhatsu and a low river monk. And you just so happened to name this the never ending story. Yes. The entire purpose so, of this list was like, <laughs> I'm just going to put all the stories together and Mia, because Mia has, um, you know, synergy with the stories. And I'm just going to see what happens. And surprisingly, all of the stories are solid. They're like the, the best thing about this crew, in my opinion. Yeah, and also you can you can sing the never ending story song. Never ending story. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in just so people can get it stuck in their head. Turn around, look at what you see in her face, the mirror of your dream. And and then I ended up taking Nelly uh, Nelly Cochrane, the voice of disorder, which I took a lead line coat on her because reasons. Mm-hmm. And then the printing press, Augustus Hart, uh, Allison Dade, Fiona Gage, John Watson with the lead line, and a guild lawyer. Yep. So this one, I basically just took. This was a list that I saw some people liked because they were like, "Hey, Watson." 
you can put basically when you assist with Watson, he gets fast and then he can give another, uh, basically a, a, another journalist model fast. So there's a couple times in the game where it's like, cool, I'm going to go ahead and give Fiona Gage fast or cool. I'm going to go ahead and give, you know, maybe August Hart fast. It was just, it was really cool to see that happen. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was upset, but it was impressive (laughs) as hell. Well, it was funny because after turn, I think it was turn one when you saw me go, cool, I'm going to gain fast and give this model fast and I'm going to give focus and give this one focus. You're like, I see what's going on here and I don't like it. (laughs) Yep, yep. You know what the saddest thing is? You could technically, uh, I think you had also, you said that you had a lawyer, right? Let me double check. In any case, the idea that I was going to say is like, you could technically activate Watson, assist somebody, get fast, finish his uh, activation, he loses fast, then activate the lawyer and obey him to get fast again by using assist again. And you just gave fast to two other models by yep. literally existing. It was just so frustrating in my head. I'm just like, I hate this. Well, I hate and this it so also much. became problematic because as the game started to evolve, you would put conditions on me, like injured from Maya or there was stunned from Raijin. Yes. And you had to be careful because if you had models too close, mm-hmm. they would also gain that that condition. Yup. It was very frustrating. Uh, at one point of time, I just gave up on trying not to get conditions and I figured... <laughs> I'm just going to out-attrition you by just putting the conditions and beating you down before you can kill one of mine. Yeah, so as the game kind of started to progress early on, I basically had Fiona and... um, Basically, it was kind of Fiona and John Watson I was using as kind of like this this center point. Yes. And it basically got to the point where I felt like turn two, I had to throw Fiona up into like Tanguan and... uh, your other, your monkey king. Like, I felt like I had to kind of get in the center. Otherwise you were going to kind of bottleneck me back. Yes. Holy crap. I tried with, uh, it was weird. Cause like in my head, it was going to make even more sense, but your guys are surprisingly resilient, or at least the list that you pick was surprisingly resilient. Cause my idea was I'm going to set the line of scrimmage basically twofold. I'm going to have a good front line and then I'm going to have Fuhatsu and Raijin in the back, just taking pot shots or whatever crosses it. Yeah. And literally, I could not kill Fiona, which I definitely tried constantly. And I couldn't yeah. kill um, Nelly because you kept her out of, out of line of sight and she was still affecting the board because of the <laughs> the way that it links. Well, like, cause, cause her, did that until I got up on my soapbox. <laughs> you got on your soapbox and I couldn't kill you anyway because at that point in the game, if I actually wasted time trying to kill you, I would have lost the game. Yeah, for sure. So, like, it was a good uh, uh, bait that you threw at me, but I was like, hell no, I just need to do these two things and I'm going to win the game. (laughs) Yeah, and people can go back and watch this game because this one is on the YouTube channel, so we're not going to talk about all the, you know, minor interactions like the other two games. Yeah. But it it was, I was really impressed with, one, how inefficient Nelly can make your crew Jesus. with spread the word and how awesome she can make her models with spread the word. That was so f- like, literally I kept looking for ways and, in that, that, uh, that row of, um, of barrels in the middle. I was like, Oh my God, I, I need to go over there and try to break them. But if I break them, then you're going to do you know this counter attack. And it was just like a good cat and mouse yeah. kind of game. Like, I yeah, you did a great job of keeping her alive and and I just didn't take the bait. 
Yeah, so two things I do want to talk about with this game as it started to progress. One, your Monkey King is super good good at scheming, first yep. off. Yep. And he's super hard to deal with because of his demise ability. Correct. If you have no anti-demise, he's just damn near impossible. Like, it's, it's kind of nice to have a model that's on the same level as, uh, as a, whatchamacallit, as first mate, but it's like, Kind of getting ridiculous because now you got Loaiza on Guild and now you have the Monkey King and Desperate yeah. Roll in Ten Thunders. It's like, okay, this is this is getting too crowded, people. <laughs> yeah, Sun Wukong is pretty good at scheming because of like speed of the meteor. Yep. He also has a surprisingly good like kidnap ability. Oh god, yes. If you don't have a two-inch melee, you basically can't get hit by him, or else you'll just leave your melee and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, and he also has extended reach, which is super good. He has quick getaway. He doesn't care about terrain. Yep. Uh, what did you think about the well-versed ability in this crew? That is, in my opinion, the biggest strength of the crew. And the fact that the second version of her draws so many cards on top of that, I think that's super broken. Yeah, it's as, as you know, the anyway, I'm just going to say it real quick again. Anyway, the well-versed ability, I think it's the biggest strength of this keyword. Um the fact that they also draw cards randomly and the second version of Lily also draws cards, it's like kind of ridiculous because you can use the world verse to almost guarantee all those once per turn abilities. You're like, okay, I'm going to world verse this. The Black Joker has not been flipped. So like if you look at the top card, even if it's a card that's going to fail you the duel, you can just like, okay, I'm going to leave it there because it's not a Black Joker. So I'm just going to cheat it. Or you can yeah. just like chance it if you really want to. It's incredibly powerful, and it's so weird because it's technically like drawing half a card. I don't know. I, that's how it felt like to me. Yeah, so you had that going on with Sun Wukong, but you also, how good is the Jade Rabbit for spread them out? Hell yeah. But dude, just spread them out? Bruh, schemes, period. Even even yeah, when dude. he was doing breakthroughs, like, yeah, I might be insignificant, but that monkey that's coming just blazing through everything, yeah, that guy is going to be the one that's going to score the point. <laughs> yeah, so it, it break like any of those schemes where yeah. it's like breakthrough, sabotage, spread them out, even leave your mark. This crew is really efficient at accomplishing those. Uh, so if you don't have a way to just kind of blast them and deal with them specifically with tech, it, it's really hard. And then the last thing I did want to mention as we, the game started to progress, you were getting a little salty about my man John Watson. Yeah, I always get salty about Watson ever since uh, we started playing with uh, Tall because you started bringing him out of that uh, keyword. He always does work. <laughs> he shanked the crap out of uh, what's your what's your boy coming out of the book on the horse? Oh, he killed uh, Tom Guan. Tom Guan, yeah, Tom Guan. He he ended up shanking the crap out of him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Dude, like it's kind of funny because like. Uh, I've seen Tom Guan do like massive amounts of work on outside of keyword because he's not keyword locked. Like ninety yeah. percent of the things that, that you want him to do are are just like normal. And yep. in this game, Watson just just destroyed that man like it was his job. Yeah, it took a couple of turns just because there were some good flips that were in there on your part. Also, but then healed he, him, and that's my point. Like he, I healed yeah. him, and you kept just shanking the ever living crap out of him. Well, I think Tongguan is a model you do have to deal with because he, because of his like aura take the hit, right? Mm -hmm. Because he can do it within six instead of two once per turn. Yep. 
that is just such a good ability because there was a time where you took the hit and you teleported, but you also teleported not just to take the hit, but to also sit in the guard the stash area. That. It was just really good. Oh, yeah. Like, I did that on purpose just so that he wouldn't take the, the you know, just random pot shots. I want him to be just behind the, the first line until you got ready to commit. And yeah. the moment that you commit, like, that's when I teleport it. And then it's like, okay, so now I have to kill him. You're like, yeah, this this got to go right now. <laughs> yeah. And like like I said, you can see this full game on YouTube. I'm not going to go into detail on it. Mm-hmm. But I will just say, because I couldn't stop your spread them out, you ended up scoring both points on that. Yep. And then you got two points on guard the stash. Uh, basically, there was a there's a point at the end of the game where I moved the lawyer to guard one of those points, mm-hmm. and because I moved him so far out, it was difficult with your slow models yes. to to be able to kill him to score that point. Correct. Uh, and then you did get the one vendetta point off of Fiona because she did teeter down low enough uh, one turn. Yeah. So you ended up getting five out of it, where I spo- I also scored two for guard the stash. Uh, I also got one for spread them out at the end of the game. And then I got one for leave your mark. But I was going to say, I feel like I could have got more off guard the stash if I was a little more, I didn't, I didn't teleport, uh, August Hart as much as I probably should have. Okay. Uh, Nelly's ability, false reality is really cool where basically you can teleport somebody double what they're distracted is plus two. So it's a place and I feel like I, I should have been more aggressive to teleport August, like, into your deployment zone, essentially. Yeah, I mean, if you had teleported uh, August all the way to the top right, if I remember correctly, where Mia was by herself after, like, turn two, uh, yeah. that would have just been, you know, game-winning, probably. Because Maybe. you could teleport basically 12 inches at one point, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, you had, like, yeah, distracted five... Yeah. Distracted five plus two t- uh, times uh, two times five plus two, correct? That's the math. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I I could have done that, but I also wanted to see his punching capabilities because he does ignore armor as well. So there was a couple turns where August was actually punching Tongguan, and right. that was kind of freaking out a little bit. Yes, especially because August's heart ignores armor. Yeah, he ignores armor, and he can he can reduce his distracted. Uh, to do extra damage, so Minimum it's one three four, three. Yep. but you can make that a uh, a three five six. So the fact that it's stat five is the most balanced thing yeah. about that, which is why yeah, if, it, if like it was stat out. six, it, yeah, if it was stat six, that would have been dirty. Yes, way way too dirty. But see, that's the decision that made me realize that's like okay, I need to use this more as a schemer than a beater. Like it, it's there if you need it. But you, I think he's more of a position go do something as opposed to go punch something. Yes, sir. Plus, putting out distracted and staggered on the flash photography with Nelly two is really good because then you can either, you know, spread the word and give two models distracted, or you can spread the word and give two models staggered. Jesus, that's true. Yeah. So, I I will say I was surprised how much I liked this version of Nelly Voice of Disorder. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy this version a lot. Yep, yep. Also, it's surprising to me that August Hart doesn't need lead line coat. Like, he's yeah. seven points. Yeah, that, that was surprising to me, too. Fine. Yeah, he was, like, perfectly fine at seven points. Like, yeah, yeah, well, because, well, because I, that's why I like him with this version of Nelly, because her bonus not only lets you draw cards, but it gives him two distracted. So, I mean, without any, excuse me, without anything else happening, 
he's getting like three or four distracted just based yes. throughout the turn. It was gross. I felt gross every single time that I like you know, I activate Nelly. I'm like, you do. I'm gonna draw two cards and hate life. Yep, pretty like, much. It's like, yeah, because it's like increasing damage, increasing card draw. Like you just like your resources are just gonna triplicate with my bonus action that needs a four. Yeah, and something else that I didn't get to play with too much, I think I got it once or twice in this game, but the False Reality does have the Silver Tongue trigger, which means that once per turn you can take a non-charge general or melee um, chosen by the controlled model. So basically I could have teleported August and either Mm -hmm. walked him or I could have dropped a scheme. So that really, like if Breakthrough was in this pool, that was like a give me point right there pretty much. Yep. That's absolutely like the the biggest power in my opinion when I was playing. Or, against or like a late no. turn sabotage would have been good too. Even just walking, just so you know. Yeah. Even just walking with him, sure. we're like, all right, teleport him twelve. Now he walks five inches. It's like he just moves seventeen inches. Like, yeah, no, I was I was like constantly fearing the fact that she could just like pop something into an important place and then I just can't stop it. Yeah, so I mean, this game ended up being five four. Uh, we both kind of got our legs on what these crews can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think it was okay. Like, the, I was actually, this is the game where I was like, okay, you know what? This version of Nelly isn't bad. Let's go on to game two. Dixon got the win, but it was a close game, and we both had a decent amount of fun. Yeah. Well, you can say that about yourself. You have fun. <laughs> I mean, I think you, I think with the Monkey King and then... <laughs> And then the Jade Rabbit. <laughs> you know what? Everybody else had slow and staggered and distracted. So, so it's, I can't really say that I and was fire. having fun. Yeah, I can't really say that I was having fun with the Jade Rabbit. I did find it very cute, as, as in like, yeah, ha-ha it was funny. cute. That's a good way to put it. Because he moved twelve inches and dropped a ski marker, so it wasn't like he was doing a lot. But the monkey can did a, bring a smile to my face. So, if I'm gonna get some enjoyment out of this, it is. I'm gonna admit that it was playing Wukong. And seeing Wukong be this annoying, uh, just scheming piece, yeah, that was that was really fun. So game two, we decided to do cursed objects, and this one was a flank deployment cursed objects game with breakthrough, assassinate, in your face, sabotage, and catch and release. Yep. So basically, the the crews that we ended up bringing is you actually decided to bring Lin Lee the bibliotheque. The Cree bibliothecary. Yep. And then we got the Jade Rabbit again, of course. You took Map Map, the story of Wukong. You got Fuhatsu, Low River Monk, Desper Leroux, yes. and a Terracotta Warrior. Now So what what were the so first off, like why did you put this list together? And then second off, what schemes did you pick? So I Okay, so I, I think I gotta give a little bit of background as to the reason why I did this. Uh, I play Magic, and I was looking at her abilities, and I figured, okay, so if I'm gonna do a keyword uh, that can actually defend in this strategy, I need to like, you know, see what the damage is. This keyword doesn't have damage. You know what the da- highest damage is? Not a lot. Not a lot of high damage for sure. Yeah, it's the other one, the four? story one. No, is it four is your high end minimum? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's five on like two pieces. But like Lindley, the the other one, the story version, she is minimum damage three four. Like she's three four five, so she has some yeah. high damage, right? Uh, yeah, no. So I was like, okay, so I can't really win by just doing heinous amounts of damage. So I'm gonna bring Fuhatsu to have that top end of six, right? 
Sure. Okay, how can I keep Fuhatsu alive? And like I said, I'm a magic player, so I started thinking, Pillow Fort. Can I build a Pillow Fort uh, list? Which is, if you've never played magic, it's a, it's a deck that when you play, you can't do damage, but your opponents can't really do damage to you. Yeah, it basically like buffs <laughs> it buffs your crew up. Yes, but anything that gets close to wanting to interact with you, it debuffs them. Yes, so it was funny to watch, like Pete just come hard at this crew, like just just beat the crap out of like things in my side and really do no damage. He's just like, what the hell? I'm threading on on, on what is it called? What did he say? What was the phrase? He said it's like it's like you're on sand sandstorm or something. What was it? Like you're treading water. About. You're treading water. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, what schemes did you end up taking with your pillow fork crew? Uh, curse object. So I pick breakthrough because you're not really gonna be near me and in your face. Because if I'm gonna kill something, it's gonna be the biggest thing that you got. Yeah, and I ended up taking a list. So, I I I basically listened to the. Um, students of conflict podcast they had a and i have never played nelly one to any efficiency yes but there was an la one list that they they that somebody brought on their podcast that i thought it looked fun and i actually kind of liked the build of it yep but it was a nelly one list so it's nelly cochran with the printing press allison dade with a lead line coat so she doesn't get pushed around and crap yep fiona gage uh, guild mage with leadline co guild steward and then a peacekeeper because the interactions between this crew and the peacekeeper are actually like pretty strong insane so yeah <laughs> it's pretty insane so the problem that we started getting into with this game is first off i picked assassinate because i was like if there's an opportunity i have some guns with the peacekeeper to pull stuff out and you know, maybe I can get some points on this master because she's not super like unkillable. Right. And then I took catch and release, so that was fine. I think I took it with the guild mage. Mm-hmm. So as the game started to unfold, it became very apparent that Dixon was not going to engage me in any meaningful any kind way. of yeah. meaningful way. Exactly. <laughs> not only that, Dixon decided to troll the crap out of me. And pickpocket several soul stones yes. from my crew with Desperate LaRoe. So not even doing damage, just being... And you didn't even need them. Like, yep. you had a good cash, and you're just like, oh, Pete's got, like, six soul stones. Let me take two or three of them. Okay, okay. In my defense, I was still part of the same strategy that I said. So I looked at my scheme. So, okay, I said, I may be able to score one strategy point, so I need to guarantee scoring my schemes, right? So I looked. I was like, what's the cost of Map Map? What's the cost of Monkey King? Oh, they're both eight. Okay, who can do damage, but is mostly for scheming? Desper Loro, he's eight points. Because I want to guarantee that I'm going to get the second point of in your face. So every expensive quote-unquote model that I have is eight points. And Desper Loro is incredibly good at stealing your soul stones. Because if you don't have any soul stones, you can't guarantee the the triggers, and then I get to live. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not to mention turn one, Fuhatsu <laughs> was doing the Lord's work and put a crap ton of damage on the Peacekeeper. Yes. He forced you to run back. <laughs> well, no, I didn't run back. It forced me to actually heal, like run up and heal the Peacekeeper. That's true. You didn't You didn't have the Peacekeeper leave. You just like kind of position him so you can heal him better. Yeah, because 
Your pillow fort, you literally set up maybe three inches outside your deployment zone. Yeah, that's it. So you had this like core bubble of Lin Lee, Map Map, Fuhatsu, the Low River Monk, and that was pretty much your little core pillow fort. Yep. Because Map Map not only reduces damage and he's hard to wound, but also has boring conversations. So once you go into this little pillow fort, you have to start taking all these just ridiculous low willpower tests. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I was sad is that I could not add in something that gives out uh, injured just to make the uh, boring conversation even harder to pass. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't have everything, Dixon. Yeah, I know. I I think it was actually smart, though, because if you start making the pill, it's kind of the same thing with magic. If you make your list too much pillow for right then you have no way to win the game you're just stalling the game yeah true true so as this game started to progress i was losing soul stones to desper i was getting very minimal damage onto it first off it took me about till the end of turn two to actually get engaging your because you didn't like i said you didn't come out of your deployment zone well, and it became I, very I, apparent I that I did. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, very minimally. Oh, my God. But it, it also became very apparent that you were using your other models to scheme. Mm-hmm. So, and the problem is, it's if I would have swung hard to go after either the Terracotta or to go after uh, Wukong or to go after Desper, yep. those models are so mobile compared to the list I was running. Where it was just like it would have been a waste of time because as soon as you see me swinging away, you just boop on out of there. Yeah, well, I have to explain the terracotta because like terracotta, everybody would think it's like, why would you bring that to a cursed object? He's easy to kill, right? That was a bait. I wanted him to put a token on it, and then I was just gonna run back to my deployment zone and hide in a corner. Yeah, which is literally what happened. You're like, okay, why is the terracotta worry there? It's like, no, figure it out. <laughs> Well, I think that my honestly, my mistake was probably the list on this one okay. because the list is good. Obviously, this list is good. Like I, I think if I played it against certain crews and certain certain pools right. and deployments specifically, mm-hmm. this would have been really good. But the problem is because it was, you know, flank and then you were kind of on the very specific part of the board. There was some terrain that I had to kind of go around and you had range to kind of whittle me down as I'm coming in. Plus, most of Nelly's stuff is either melee or range eight. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's a very compact crew. It doesn't like long engagements and movement as I'm kind of starting to find out with them. Okay. It does have a lot of like short movement. Like I, they can reposition like six to twelve pretty easy. But if you start having to make like drastic moves, you can just like you did. You can totally avoid this crew. Mm. I mean, you didn't have a good way to give distracted to uh, your big boy, your uh, heart, because heart would have been great in this edition. I think the, the only two models that I didn't like in your list were the guild mage and um, date. Date and, and the guild mage, in my opinion, they didn't do enough to be in the list. Yeah, I mean, well, and I think part of that, once again, is just because of how wide that and it's not because of the deployment necessarily it's because of it was diagonal and wide and it's hard for this crew to kind of spread out that wide i felt okay so this one i just like i like i said i like this crew a lot Mm -hmm. but it just came down to 
it it couldn't do enough and it wasn't mobile enough for what you decided to do. Yep. And I think that's that's the beautiful thing about Malifaux is you you can play the game multiple ways. Like if you would have came in, so you had a pillow fort, but if you brought that pillow fort into the middle of the board, it would have got wrecked. Yeah, but that's the reason why I have Watsu and yada yada. I know, yada. I know. Oh, that's no, no, what I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying it in in general to people that are listening. I know that you know because we played the game and we talked about it. But like, the reason why I didn't do that is because when I saw his list, I went, "Oh, there's no range pressure, and he can't really force me into the middle. I'm just gonna be within my range and just make him, you know, force him into me." Yep. Yeah, and this got basically. I think we only got to turn three because I I did some things turn three, but then Desper just kind of jacked it all up. Yes. Uh, he ended up repositioning. I think it was the Peacekeeper or was it yes. Fiona? It was one of those I pulled, two. I pulled the Peacekeeper out of combat and left them at like one or two health and then went to hide behind a, a uh, house because I already had gotten my point for the turn. I killed, I think it was the Guild Mage at that point. No, you ended up killing. I killed something. I know that I. I want to say. I want to say it was Fiona. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know that I killed it, one. It was I, somebody like that. Yeah, I only got the two points because I killed somebody. And we well, because you turned four, by the way. Well, yeah, because you were, you killed Fiona, and then you were about to kill the Peacekeeper. Exactly. Is what it came down to. Yeah, that's exactly. And you right. put the Peacekeeper far enough out of range from the rest of my crew that there's no way I could have helped it out. Nope. Like I literally put it in my deployment zone, and I just waited. I was like, "Yeah, he's gonna be like a one or two health, and just I'm just gonna wait until next turn and kill him." Yeah. So this kind of showed me what the restrictions of the crew are, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And you played it really well. I will say though, the thing that was ridiculous that I think you can confer is that a guild mage with a lead line coat is pretty ridiculous. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> having shielded and having armor one makes it where it's very difficult to take care of these guild mages. Yeah, it was... It, it, I mean, annoying is not even the, 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 the least of it. He's just so tanky and damn good for his points. Huh. Well, not only that, but it didn't come up in this game because I didn't really need to because I had lead line coat. Right. But... For example, you did no damage to me with Wukong going into the Guild Mage. Mm -hmm. But even if you did, so let's say you did one or two points of damage after my shield and lead line coat. Right. If you declared a uh, trigger, so let's say you do damage and then you do some kind of trigger. Right. I can discard to ignore the trigger off a counter spell. Correct. And that discard heals the Guild Mage, whatever damage you do. No, no, no. You, You don't get to ignore the trigger, but I heal you in response. What do you I mean have, I don't get to ignore the trigger? So if I declare a trigger, I have to discard a card. That's what that's what kind of spell is. Oh, sorry. That, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, but it happened one time. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I can't discard within six inches of this asshole. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> At one yeah, point in time, I was like, I really need this trigger. So, yeah, you can have your heal. <laughs> I'm just going to bolt out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's kind of like the o- the only saving grace in this was that, and then I did get a, uh, I did get the transmutation trigger on the guild mage to give the peacekeeper like two focus. Yep. But by that point in the game, I didn't, because you were so far back, I really didn't have a great opportunity to even use the focus. Yeah. So it's fine. It, it was fine. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, honestly, I, I only I only scored the six, quote unquote, because I gave up basically the the idea of doing damage to you. I was like, I'm just gonna chip away at you until you can't really come back. Well, yeah, that. you're you're you were like, okay, 
I'm I'm kind of capped here at six. Right. Are you scoring anything? Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and you didn't even start getting cheeky and throwing cursed because ob- you could have just been like, you know, I'm gonna put my cursed objects on you. So now you have to waste actions to then turn it on to me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it was it was a frustrating game. I was pretty po'd, and you got it six two. So hooray! <laughs> <laughs> well done. So we go into game three. So game three, Dixon's up 2-0. So I'm playing for nothing but pride here at this point. And I told Dixon, yeah, I was like, okay, we got to try out some of these minions. It, you know, we're trying to figure out the crew, sure, but we also, you know, should give the minions a fair shake. So I ended up bringing into, sorry, the pool was wedge with carve a path. Uh, Leave Your Mark, Load Em Up, Hidden Martyrs, Sabotage, and Public Demo. And I thought this was a pretty good Nelly pool, so I I was okay with it. But I brought the second version because I was like, F Nelly 1, I'm not bringing that hoe again. (laughs) And then, (laughs) so I brought Voice of Disorder. Uh, And I brought, let me see here, I think I had Lead Line on her. I did. Printing Mm. Press, a Newsie, a Field Reporter, August Hart, Undercover Reporter, Allison Dade and a guild mage with a lead line coat. And Dixon was crying because he's like, you brought undercover reporter because you knew I was bringing minions. Yeah. Yes. I was like, <laughs> dick move, sir. Dick move. I thought we were doing a gentleman's agreement. It was. And then, haha, I brought the undercover reporter. Yeah, I specifically told you, I was like, I'm not going to bring Fuhatsu and, and the uh, monk because that's just dirty. And I've been doing this the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I ended up choosing leave your mark and load him up. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to see if I can get load them up, uh, and you ended up bringing the the second version or is it the first version the bibliothecary the library you can just say librarian. No, I like butchering it just so people can laugh. And then Jade <laughs> Rabbit map map again uh, story of Sun Wukong because why not a paper tiger bookkeeper with trained ninja bookkeeper with trained ninja yep. and then a calligrapher so. First off, before we get into, well, you, what did you pick for your schemes first off, I should say? So the schemes were Leave Your Mark and Sabotage. And I got uh, one point of Leave Your Mark, but I did, and I got two points of Sabotage. But I think we neither of us could actually move the, the Carpet Path because like, I only got like two points of Carpet Path. Yeah, so basically, first, before we get into the actual game, do you are you liking this version, the no. librarian, better than the other one? No, story time was significantly more fun. It, it was like out of like one out of ten, she would be like a five. The the the, the story one, this one was like a two, because it's just dirty. It's just like this is not how. The, why? <laughs> why? Why do you think it's dirty, bro? It's two. Uh, first off. Uh, you get to activate a model twice. And secondly, how many cards did I draw the entire game? A bunch. Yeah, it was obscene. It was just obscene the amount of times that I well-versed you, drew cards, got you out of position. The four-inch interact action that counts as a base-to-base, what in the actual F? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a bonus action. And there's no flip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lost knowledge is really good. Uh, where you get to draw two cards for removing markers. Correct. Uh, let's see here. The yeah, like you were saying, control the red library was pretty decent. Yep. And double shift. That was the one where you get to activate again. That that definitely 
was a problem. That was, and, and, and not only do you get to activate again, you also get a second well verse, which yeah. you were like, at one point in time, I remember you saying, wait, didn't you just already do well verse with that guy? I was like, double shift. You get to do it again. <laughs> he took a double shift in the library, my friend. <laughs> so oh. this one, it was an okay, it was an interesting game ish. Yep. Uh, we basically got to this weird point where I got my marker and your marker on the left flank. Basically, I got that under control with my models because if you interacted, I just got to move it wherever I wanted because yes. I had like Allison Dade up there. Yes. Uh, but, but which was cool. Got, yeah, but we both got stuck in the middle because, like, I would, like, move you out of the way and try to move it. And then you'd be like, no, I'm going to teleport, move it back. And you're like, yeah, it, it was just a stalemate at that point. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a marker on the right side, but you had a couple models over there that were kind of uh, basically bullying my newsy, my poor little newsy with his crutch. Yeah. Like, poor little guy. It was funny because, like, it was just one bookkeeper. Like, the bookkeepers are decent. They're not great. Uh, your master decent. was over there for a minute, too. Uh, because of double shift. Like, I had to give him well, double shift. I was, yeah. was going to say, if you didn't give double shift, you wouldn't have been able to, like, handle that flank. But Correct. because you did, you were able to. Oh, yeah. The teleportation shenanigans. Also, the ability to go through terrain. I was just flabbergasted. I'm like, oh, my God, I can go through walls. This is dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's funny though because I hear people and you you did initially like saying the paper tiger was kind of a little crappy. Yeah, he was garbage. I, I mean, it if you he's easy to kill, which is why I think he is. Yes. But he's kind of like Bert where if you get him in the backfield and he's just scheming, it's just a nightmare. Right. So in this game, he actually got to do things because we we did the gentleman's agreement to play nothing. You know, we played yeah. every I think you didn't bring one of your uh, what you call your minions. And that's it. Yeah, I didn't bring the uh, false witness. That's it. Yeah, that was it. You brought everything else and you actually enjoyed the, the reporters where I hated them. Yeah. Yeah, the field reporters, I felt like weren't bad because they have follow a lead. Okay. So that gives you a six inch move. So I was able to, you know, push the marker, follow the lead, and then push the marker again. Gotcha. And flash photography is decent, too, to put out distracted and staggered. That was annoying. I will admit that was annoying. With anybody that was like the bookkeepers hated it and the calligrapher, too. By the way, calligrapher, still garbage. Jesse, yeah. Jesse, I want you to hear this. Garbage model. Worst model in the keyword. <laughs> you think so, huh? Oh, my God. Did he do anything? Do you remember him at all? I don't know the difference <laughs> between a bookkeeper and a calligrapher because they really <laughs> didn't do much. Uh, the bookkeeper did, though. He drew me cards. He pushed things. He ignored terrain. So he was able to go anywhere. Well, the bonus interact is pretty big. Yes. And, yes, and the fact they don't have don't they have don't mind me. So. I actually got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to go engage this bookkeeper so he can't, you know, Correct. drop schemes that. and crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm going to disengage. He's like, yeah, sure, you can leave. I'm not going to cheat this. Okay, I'm going to go through that wall, and then I'm going to go right back into the thingy, and I'm going to drop a scheme. You're like, wait, you can do that? I was like, yeah, yeah, he's don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they weren't they weren't terrible, like the bookkeeper's. And what did you just put trained ninja on them to give them like stealth or something? Yeah, the idea was to give them stealth and unimpeded, but it's just I, I guess I just didn't quite understand the power of inverted steps because I think it was like turn three that I finally realized like it clicked. It's like wait, I just ignore terrain, not just like severe. I just like go through walls. 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I yeah. didn't literally realize it until I turned 3 when I told it to you. Yeah, so I mean, this is this was a weird game because honestly, we got to turn 3, I think ish, and we were kind of like, well, I got something to do. Do you want to schedule like to finish this? And we both were kind of like, do you really want to play the rest of this game? Yeah. We're like, I really don't feel like playing more of this shenanigan. I'm like your master and my master were literally staring at each other. And we were like, yo, Hey, <laughs> we were done. Like we're done. We don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like I said, I can, I can see the type of person that likes these two crews. I'm just not one of them. Yeah. Cause like, we have a saying back home is like Palo Gutas is of Colores, which roughly translates to like, you know, there's all the colors in the rainbow are share all the taste, you know, kind of kind of that feeling. Sure. We we just don't like these colors. Yeah, because like I said, I, I the first game one, I actually liked that type of feel of the crew better. Yes. Uh and I I would play that again, that type of feel of the crew. Yep. Uh, the other two games that, well, no, see, I, I, I would like to try that second list maybe again, but with Nelly two, I'm just not interested in Nelly one. I'm sorry. That makes sense. Cause when we got into the series, I thought you were going to find both of them, uh, annoying to play with. But once I saw that everything was clicking for you for Nelly two, I kind of understood why you were liking it. Yeah, I, I could if I was going to play a random, like, hey, let's do this for funsies type thing, I would play Nelly 2 and just, I could run that in a tournament and probably have a fun time. But uh, I would, if I'm trying to win, honestly, I'm probably trying to play other masters, me personally, because uh, when I play best, it's when I have a crew that is aggressive mm-hmm. and has high risk, high reward movements. Yes. Nelly is kind of like this, I'm going to grind you out keyword. Jesus, yes. Like, it, it I, like that's took not away my soul when I was, like, yeah. playing against her because of that. I'm like, all right, so I'm distracted five. <laughs> what else do you <laughs> want from me? <laughs> it, it kind of felt a little bit like playing Pandora, not going to lie. You told me about that, and I was like, oh, oh, this is what I do to people? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, this is how I make people feel? <laughs> so... I don't know. So you like the punchy version of uh, of Lee Lynn better? So she felt more fair and also complex. And I enjoy that uh, to an extent. The stories are all good and fun. I don't think that, like, you know, and again, I mean fun as in like a five or six in the scale between one and ten. So it's not something that I would go out of my way to, like, pick up yeah. and play for me. But it's it's like okay, so I can see I can see you know this being something that is like you know towards my playstyle. I tell you what, the list that you played that felt most to Dixon like was your second game where you just built your pillow fort and just like <laughs> I'm gonna go get my points. Good luck getting yours, nerd. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. No, that was that was the least red library list though. Yeah, it, it, you pulled a lot of different things into into your crew. Yeah, I had like three models. That's it. I had the monkey, I had my master, and I have map map. And I guess the totem, but you know, totem comes with the master. And and we didn't say it, but Dixon got that last game too, so I got swept in that. So good yeah. job, Dixon. Yeah, not by much on the last game. Yeah, that one was a low scoring game for sure. Yeah, I think the, the our grand total was like something like well, actually, wasn't it four four three or five four something like that? 
I think it was four three by the time we got done. Yeah, it just kind of we really out. didn't score that cover the path. We, we got like yeah, I got four. I got four, four to three, four to three, because it was like two points of carve and one point from each scheme, and that was it. Yeah. So looking at these two crews, since we got time, because like we said, it, the games they just kind of were grind out games and. Like I said, I like more splashy things. I like things that are going to do more cheeky and aggressive and, you know, high risk, high reward type stuff. Yep. But looking at these two crews, what are a couple of models that you really liked? So, and we'll, we'll go in keyword. So either red library or story. So which models were you like, okay, I really like these in this keyword. Oh, monkey key. Like monkey King was just super fun. Sun Wukong. Yeah. 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 Like, and again, again, in in the scope, like let's say story time, Lin is a five. Wukong would be like a seven. Yeah, yeah. So like Wukong was the the most fun out of this keyword. Yeah, because he, I mean, he really can just go do his own thing. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because like he worked the best when he was working alongside Desper. Because Desper is like an eight or nine for me, depending on when I play him. Yeah, and Monkey King was like the closest to him. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what about another model besides Sun Wukong? Um, I, uh, it's hard to say. Uh, not counting Masters, Bookkeeper. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The Bookkeeper is surprisingly good uh, at, like, pretty much everything. They were, like, super efficient. And it's kind of funny because, like, the, my favorite thing about them is the bonus action efficiency. But yeah, for their point cost, there's six points of I'm going to do scheming and there's very little you can do about it. Nice. Yeah. Also, he draws you cards if he's one of the first activations. So he's not a wasted, uh, whatchamacallit, um, pass token. You know how like you activate sometimes like your least important models and they don't really do anything? Mm-hmm. He draws me cards. And I don't think there's a suit on it or anything. He just drew me cards. Yeah. Bookworm. Once per turn, if two or fewer friendly models have already activated this turn... You can discard a card and draw two. That was nuts. Yeah, I think the the two models that I enjoyed the most were first off August Heart. So I, I did like August a lot. He does a lot of cool things. He can get rid of some armor if you need that anti-armor push. Uh, he's putting out distracted. He can draw some cards, even though I never got that to work just because it just didn't line up in any of the games. Right. And then... Uh, he has flash photography, which I don't think is terrible, but I think paired up specifically with the voice of disorder Nelly, he's really good because you can really do some crazy scheming things with him. Oh my god! And card draw because you have yep. your target for lunacy, and he's a great. Yep. Uh, in my opinion, he's a good bodyguard because he can stay near Nelly and just chomp on whoever gets close. Yeah, so that can happen too. And then obviously Fiona Gage, I just think she's a she's a solid piece. She. Yep. You're usually going to have to try to have a positive uh, when there's a scheme nearby when people attack you. Mm-hmm. So that's cool because she's the hero that we deserve. The, and then <laughs> in the video, by the way, I just want to point out: you said yeah. that you don't see the, the the value too much on her. Why people think that she's so great? She forced me to play differently because I cannot target journalist models until I target her first. Yeah, and once. And I think I heard somebody in, I think it might have been that Students of Conflict episode, mm. but I think they were saying Nellie's really good at kind of fighting in a phone booth. And I think <laughs> yes. Fio- and I think Fiona is superb in that situation 
because especially with her, like I've got your back and the trigger on that. Oh my God. It really can rearrange the scrum and her attack isn't like super impressive, but just the fact that she's giving out slow, which you can give to multiple models when she hits it. If, uh, if, uh, Nelly's nearby mm-hmm. and then sweeping strikes always good too so if I was going to play with Fiona again I would try to make sure I had focus on her that way I could get closer to hitting that four and five damage instead of just hitting two yeah yeah I mean I wasn't too much of a fan of Allison Day but you did have a good pairing between her and um, Fiona yeah, Allison Dade was okay I would need more reps to pilot her well because she does have a lot of nuance to her. Uh, one more question is good for giving out slow with Nelly too. Mm. Uh, obviously, the interact actions, if you can control those, those are good. Yep. And then blackmail with, is specifically the other thing that I think is really good. Yeah, yeah. It, that was the most annoying thing was, I don't remember if it was that you targeted one of your own models or one of my lowest willpower. Oh, you, targeted, you targeted Fuhatsu and then just gave slow to my master twice. I was yeah. so pissed. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> yeah. And then she has impassioned defense. And I, I would also say a runner up for good models that I really underestimated was actually the printing press. Yep. I because it gives you arcane reservoir, which by itself is really good. But I was really surprised with hot off the presses and propaganda machine. Those two actions are pretty good. Yep. Shockingly good. Well, especially if you build, if you bring the guild mage right, mm-hmm. you can propaganda machine. And I did this game too. You can propaganda machine a model. So I did that to the peacekeeper, giving it burning too. Mm-hmm. And then you can go with the guild mage, and you can transmutate the the burning two into focus two. Oh my god! So you that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, you're right. You push somebody to then turn the burning and the distance into like an aggressive piece. It, it was, yeah. it was on the, yeah, you said peacekeeper, right? Yep. I was always like, I was trying to remember. I was like, wait, why is he hurt? And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Transmutate false. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of cool things going on with this crew and I definitely gained an appreciation for it. And, and this is why I like playing different crews because you can not only start to be like, okay, I can see why somebody would play this, mm-hmm. but also it helps me if I play against it. I'm like, okay, now I know really how to attack this better. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, another combo that you, I don't remember if you did it or not, but I don't know that we talked about it, was spreading the good news with the Guild Mage. Because you get to discard three cards and heal uh, three different models, basically, if you wanted to. Well, no, you can only heal one because it's once per activation. Okay. Okay. So, so that's you pick what it you was. pick your best. Yeah, you pick your best card that you discard. But still, that's the thing is when you bring a guild mage with Nelly, you can have about two or three models that just if you need a quick heal, you can just do it. True. True. Yeah. So that was good. Just be like, hey, in a pinch, I can activate the printing press, do something, discard a card, heal a model. God Almighty! There's so much synergy in just in general with the, the the that guild mage and just models in general. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was good, and I can see people playing this for a reason. Uh, it just it's not me. <laughs> I would play if I if I was forced to. I would play Nelly too, and I could have a lot of fun with that for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised how many different types of conditions this crew puts out. I mean, putting injure alone, I was a little bit upset. <laughs> well, because without any help from your opponent, mm-hmm. 
you put out distracted, you put out staggered, you can put out slow, you can put out uh, fire, so you can put out burning. Right. And I think that might be it without going out a keyword. Correct. Without going, that's the keyword. That's the key. Slow, part. if I didn't say slow. You, no, no. You, well, yes. Okay. So let's say slow. But you just said the key part of this without going out of keyword. Then you add an yeah. into key. <laughs> this gets even more gross. Yeah. Uh, because then you have, oh, you have shielded too. So you can, you can multiply your own shielded onto people and then focus. If you concentrate, you can multiply that. So yep. obviously you can do the good ones as well. Yep. Yep. August Heart with lit line code distracted and shielded is might as well say invincible yeah yeah i mean don't get me wrong you didn't do it and he still like took forever to die yeah it was impressive so it's just it's one of those things where definitely have a respect for it and same thing on your end you're like i mean i see what this does i just didn't like it (laughs) yeah yeah uh in my keyword let's see things that i thought were cool uh, the fact that Raijin was just babysitting Fuhatsu and he was actually important. Uh, I could just toss out a whole bunch of AOEs with my shockwaves and, you know, the 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 aura to stop range attacks coming in was also important. Um, yep. Wukong just being MVP all three games, no questions asked. And the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the Tom Guan, even me misplaying him, he was still, like, really, really solid. Like, yeah, there's nothing I de- wrong with the I definitely stories. think... I think there's a lot of, like, story is a cool keyword. I think a lot of people enjoy playing it. Mm-hmm. But I think 10 Thunders in general also have some new good models that they can just bring from out of keyword. Yes. Desper is incredible for anything scheming. Uh, freaking uh, Fuhatsu is anything great for, like, just beating the ever-living stuffing out of people. Uh, the master of the, the monks, if you really want to draw cards. And the, uh, the robot guy from the foundry can just move pieces uh, for a very cheap, I think he's like only so, five points. So Dixon, do you, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but do you think 10 Thunders is the faction that brings the most out of keyword stuff? We've said this thousands. Of, yes, yes, it is. Like we, I'm just going to like cement it. Every single time I play with 10 Thunders, I just look for the out of keyword model to put into the crew. Yeah, I, I think the more I play Malifaux and people kind of ask me about lists or ask about how to play things. Mm-hmm. 10 Thunders, if you are one of those people that you don't care about keywords, you're like, I just want to play the cool stuff in my faction. Yes. 10 Thunders is a really good faction for that because they have so many good, not just versatiles, but their out of keyword stuff is really good with a lot of their keywords, their crews. Yes, yes. Although uh, I wanted to mention something. I don't know if you want to talk anything about the Cooper thing because now that we're talking models in general, I wanted to mention the Cooper thing that we talked about. What Cooper thing? The, The totem thing. Yeah, so I didn't know apparently it's optional to bring your freaking totems. Not not that I would ever do that, but Dixon's trying to trying to convince me that it's okay, I guess. Well, it's not that it's okay. It's just I hate the idea that I have to because it's literally the first time, the first time that I just look at my totem and go, I don't want to bring any of these sons of bitches. Like, really, I just don't want to do this. Yeah, so we played game one in our in our three game series of uh, Barbaros versus Lord Cooper, yep. and Dixon is just like, I don't want to bring my totems, which I didn't even know was an option. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I learned it from Jesse. Jesse was talking about it on Danger Planet, and then I was like, or it's either Jesse or, or Landon. One of the two said it. 
Yeah. And, and I was just like, wait, that's a thing. So I started looking into the rules. So I was like, yeah, it's you can bring the totem uh, at the cost of zero, but it's not like you must. So I was like, I'll be damned. And I didn't even like think about it after that. This was months ago. And then you and I are playing, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to bring these totems. <laughs> like, just these these are liabilities. They're not totems. They're liabilities. Yeah. See, I would personally, <laughs> I I would say the spirit of the game that those totems are on the board. I would not bring them because you know I'm the kind of guy that would try to shoot my own totems in Lord Cooper. That's what you do. Yeah. The biggest issue, especially in Wedge, is. I have played again. The, the, and by the way, the main reason why it came out is I don't want to do it. Is I played a few games after the fact, and my opponents just kept killing them and getting activation control, and it was just it was very frustrating because Cooper one already has the the huge limitation. I didn't even realize how bad it was uh, that you can't disengage. Like I knew it was really bad. Like I thought it was like a seven, not a nine. You know what I mean? Sure. So, yeah, like I was like, oh, God, this is bad. I really need to not get engaged. But I can't do that if I if I give up activation control. Like the we have a video that's coming up. It's going to come out way before this podcast. But if you watch it, you're going to you hopefully you'll see or hear the pain in my heart. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some interesting points in that game for sure. Oh, Specifically, once the Nephilim get into Cooper, you're just like. Oh, at the in the end, the the juice is just not worth the squeeze. These totems, killing them doesn't really bring me any joy and it doesn't really give me the resources that I need. And having them on the table makes it so that my opponent can just well, steal. Not only that, and I thought about doing this, but I was just like, hey, I'm not going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, I think I did get one of them with my mature Nephilim that yes, had soldier did. for hire. And I got to draw a card off of killing your little totem. Also correct. And then it set me up with a corpse to heal if I needed to do that. Also correct. It was it was BS <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, Lokipri <laughs> says, oh, he loves the, the Cooper totems. Those guys shouting at Nephilim for help is not only hilarious, but also so annoying. I wish that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> you just find that they usually just die too quickly and then you're in trouble. Yeah, because they weren't able to get to the Nephilim before the Nephilim got to them and just either one or two shot at them without so you don't even, even trying. So you don't even see value in them soaking an AP from a model? So after the games that I played, I don't know how many games I've played because they kind of blur with all the anger and all the, sure. the hatred that I've had so far for them. Uh, the perma, quote-unquote, adversary is just not enough. Like I thought it was going to be, and I tried to uh, like offensively uh, put them in a position where my opponent would want to kind of kill them. And yeah, no, it's, it's just not enough. I'm sorry. Hmm. Okay, well, that's interesting. Well, I'm curious to see after a couple of games without them how you feel. I mean, I'm, so. I'm going to stop playing them for now. Uh, maybe later I'm going to try that, but I'm going to try at least one game, you and I, you and I without the totems, because so far... The one game that I did play without them, uh, they were fine. I was fine, actually. I did better than with the totems. Hmm. Yeah, it's super annoying because I hate the fact that my totems are so bad that I don't want to bring them. Okay. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I'm not happy about this. I really want those <laughs> totems to be worth the squeeze. 
Yeah, see, Loki Bree says you, that you're you're just playing the game wrong. Yeah, he's just telling me that I'm playing the game wrong. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I mean, the opponents that I play, they're smart, dude. They just use them to abuse activation control. Uh, I there's not much can, I, I can do about, like, your stat six attacking my defense four. I, I don't think that you... So those totems for Cooper, I don't think you want to throw any attack into him. I think if you have something that you can use to get triggers you want, so if like I have good for a laugh, or if I get to draw cards off of killing models, or if I heal killing a model, I think that's the time that your opponent abuses them. If your opponent's just throwing attacks into them and they get adversary, I actually think that is worth bringing. Correct. But I get what you're saying, that if your opponents are abusing them to get other positives then i can definitely see that yeah the, the usual the most basic of positive is activation control it's like oh i bring jim baccarat you know the whole thing with the, the pass token is i get the last activation it's, or two, right it's your new crutch i swear yeah right 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 but like that's that's one of the points that i'm talking about i started bringing him after i started getting my ship pushed in because of activation control and then i realized yeah. it was the totems and that's why it's like because they have to be at the midline i don't have a choice i have to put them at the midline. So yeah. I, I only get about like a two inch gap where they can be. And like you put them around terrain and try to block them off. And sometimes I pair them together, just like put all of them huddle behind a rock and stuff. But uh, smart opponents, you know, out of activation movement, get one focus shot, kill one of them outside of their, their turn. So I now am down an activation. I have lost my advantage, blah, 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 blah. It just, it cascades really yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah. It's happened enough times on turns one or two that I'm just like, fuck these guys. I'm just going to leave them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. But oh, uh, yeah. was was there anything like else, Dixon, you want to talk about? This one's going to be a, a short episode, I feel so. But oh, was no, there no, anything no. else just I, randomly on your mind? Oh, the reason I wanted to bring it up is like, I feel like this is, you know, coming back to the J library. Most of the masters and models that I played with you from the new book or just period, totems are just fantastic. Bernadette, fantastic model. Gives you plus one inch just automatically by existence. She's hard to kill. She's great. The Red Library, the Jade Rabbit. We just talked about it. That man makes a lot of schemes live. And it's an insignificant model. <laughs> like I love that thing. And, and so on and so forth. In your case, printing press. Extra movement, sets things on fire, gives you an extra card. Like, tell me that's not great. Like, there's so many. So why in God's green earth do they think that a guy that has a gun that's slightly worse than Seamus has a worse totem by far than everybody else? So the only thing I would (laughs) think of, so I, you, and I don't know if you've gotten games with the title yet for Lord Cooper, but I think getting adversary onto your opponents that kill these totems I think that when you can obey like your creatures to do attacks out of activation with Cooper two, right? I, I, that might be worth it in my opinion because some of those like a Malasaurus Rex with a positive can be pretty nutty. I mean, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The whole giving adversary, but often enough, I've also seen people be smart enough to just like kill them and then just hide them behind a cloud, like. Against you, I think you have multiple chances to do it, but you just didn't care because I just I'm not a, I'm not a coward. 
I'm no, no coward. No. But it's not only that you're not a coward. It's that you also just knew that I just couldn't kill your guys. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, you. I mean, you did kill some things, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I killed one guy by teleporting into him and then shanking him 15 times in one shank, activation. Shank, shank, shank. Yeah, you were upset at Model Nine. Don't get me wrong. That was hey, listen, the coolest thing. People can go and see the bat rep when it comes out here. <laughs> It'll be already be live by the time this gets released. It was beautiful. Uh, and then when we do when we do our actual game, you know, three game series on this, I think we haven't even played the other two games yet, but I think it's going to be really interesting these these last two games as yeah, well. But that's it. That's it. Red Library, the story models are incredibly uh well done. I can definitely see uh, not only do they hit the theme, but I can see people that like that kind of stuff to love those models. Uh, out of the you know red library part of the of the keyword, uh, map map is incredibly good at just like making your opponent just like not get there. Really, he just he's a great denial piece. Let me put it that way. And the bookkeeper <laughs> map map reminds me of like Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's so that's so true. Um, and, and just bookkeepers. I think people are sleeping on them if they don't like them already. They're really good okay. for their points. Well, that's, yeah, that's that's good to know. Yeah. Do you like bookkeepers maybe with both versions or just the librarian? Uh, actually, I think I'm gonna. If I ever will have to like play the keyword, I would start bringing one on most uh, missions. I'm not gonna say every mission because of the extra card draw and efficiency at dropping schemes. So Dixon, quick quick fire question for you from Loki Bree. <laughs> so Harpooner, are you think that's ever gonna see the table or no? I, I brought one. Uh, he was fine. Um, I'm trying to see. Right now, I'm working on trying to like, get more out of uh, the second version of Cooper because I think that he's, excuse me, he's the less uh, infuriating version of the two Coopers. Uh, so the Crypsis Corp have been taking the spot of the Harpooner, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Crypsis Corp, they, they have a very interesting interaction with the second version of Cooper. Uh, patient strike counts as out of activation, and Cooper gives you plus one on hit whenever you're doing an, an attack action outside of your activation. <laughs> well, I will say, journalist, you get the tip of the cap to me. Yes, Keep sir. on reporting and doing your newsy nonsense, and I don't think I'll play them. And there's just to me, there's more interesting thing. Like I would much rather play Marshall, honestly. Marshall fits my play style. Actually, I'm going to play Marshall against uh, Maeve tomorrow. So. That'll be fun. That's actually going to be something that gets released on YouTube as well. So get excited for that game. Yes, sir. It's a super weird, like old pool though. It's like, it's a turf war game. It's one of those tournament scheme pools that it's pretty much a mix of, of strats and schemes from like all the gaining rounds. So it's going to be interesting to play that game because yeah, reasons, <laughs> Yeah. but I'm playing lady J. So it'll be fun. I mean, Whenever you want to get some practice games for tournaments, just let me know because I'm more than happy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not starting to go to real-life tournaments until this summer. So right, right. once I start getting real-life tournaments, we'll do some tournament prep for yeah. sure. I mean, May is going to be rough for the podcast. So hopefully all these extra podcasts that we have made up and all these extra games uh, are going to you know, keep people happy up until like you get set up. Yeah, until I get set. Yeah, because finally got an offer on the house. We're going to be moving in May. Look out. <laughs> Congrats, dude. Congrats. I know you've been working on that. Oh, yeah. But I, I think until uh, next time, a couple of things before we sign off here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are interested in any of these Nelly boxes or our uh, guild boxes, if you're interested in 
the Red Library Story models. Obviously, those models aren't out yet, so we aren't going to have links to those, but I will have a link to some 10 Thunder stuff in the show notes here. You can click on those, and that'll take you to our affiliate link. And if you buy those models or anything else from Weird, we appreciate you supporting the podcast by using that link. So thanks again for all the support, including our awesome patrons in the chat right now. Great to have them in here while we're uh, while we're recording and discussing stuff. But I think until next time, make sure that y'all are flipping cards, flipping tables, and we'll see y'all later. Bye.